lights down Hand over my crown Hand over my heart I do this for my town I do this for my crowd So turn me up real loud My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of MGR Unplugged David, how are you today? Great, as yeah, always. A lot of things going on. I bet you are very happy. What the heck is going on with uh, Bitcoin? Uh, just what uh, I always expected. Dude, it's amazing. It's like I have a, a crypto app on my phone. And yesterday, I think every couple hours was telling me Bitcoin 20,000, then Bitcoin 21,000, Bitcoin 22,000. Last night, Bitcoin 23,000. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, probably by the time people watch this, it could be 25. Who knows? As a as an owner of Bitcoin, you must be very excited. You are rich it's, on paper. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that you know. Listen, it took a lot of conviction. I held when it was all the way at four thousand, and That's I was true. still buying down there, and you know, pays off. It does. I mean, I I don't own Bitcoin as much as you tried to convince me. Yeah, he, his favorite thing is <laughs> is twelve thousand. I'll buy on the dip. Fourteenth, I'll buy on the dip. Here we are, twenty three thousand. Still, I'll buy on the dip. No, okay. But if, if you remember, no, actually that's not true because you remember, um, it went up to almost twenty, I think, right before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, it went down to right. seventeen or something. Yep. And then everybody's like, "Oh, well, it's coming down to normal stuff." Yep. And you still didn't buy the dip. And I didn't. And then it went back up again and to now 20. And it's back to 23. You and still haven't bought the dip. I mean. Um, yeah, I will buy the next dip. Yeah. <laughs> the next dip is going to be when it goes to 40 and then back down to 30. And you say, okay, now I'll buy. Well, how far, speaking, I mean, how high do you think it'll go now? I mean, what is the reason anyways? Is, this, is there any particular reason? I mean, I know one of the things is that more and more of the traditional financial institutions, which before were totally uh, opposed to Bitcoin and saying that it was just... Uh, uh, speculation and all that stuff now they are starting to make comments saying oh we see bitcoin going to 300,000 or 400,000 and and i think uh we we discussed uh, i think 3 weeks ago we had the um crypto episode here where we went at length about the different currencies on the blockchain but one of the things we said is that paypal and other uh companies that are known for taking payments are accepting uh bitcoin and ethereum in particular, to to make transactions more common, which is making people think that oh, well, Bitcoin is a a more legit way to you know complete transactions and, and own money, basically. So, but aside from that, what what is it that is causing Bitcoin? I've never seen anything go up three four thousand points or percentage wise is pretty much fifteen twenty percent in just about forty eight hours or twenty four hours. So any particular event or news event that is caused this or? Not, I mean, not like some specific thing. Um, no, I mean, it's just, I don't think there's a lot of sellers out there and there's lots of people who want to get in and that's that is it. True. That and is that's going to drive the price um, up. I don't think there's a lot of people who are looking to sell large amounts of Bitcoin, but there are lots of people who are trying to buy large amounts of Bitcoin and that's it. I mean, it's price, it's supply and demand. Is there a, is there a, um, it's a kind of ledger that you can see who is buying large amounts of Bitcoin. Um, is it fund yeah, you managers? Can... Is it individual hedge funds? Um, yeah, but I for, mean, for that kind of move to go from again from nineteen, eighteen, nineteen to yeah, basically the market cap went from like three twenty to four twenty right in a week. 
basically right. an extra hundred billion. So, so that's yeah, not, I mean, that's, that's not, not because I buy a Bitcoin or somebody buys stupid. No, coins, no, obviously, obviously it's because yeah, institutions are buying it. Yeah. That's where the big money is. Uh, and um, Bitcoin doesn't have a, a ledger or something where it says yeah, who there, owns. It does. You can see the wallets. Now, you don't always know who owns the wallets, but it's a public ledger. So you mm -hmm. can see what wallets own what. Okay. And are buying. But again, it's not what. just uh, Bitcoin. I think Ethereum, which I do own, uh, is also pretty much matching uh, what Bitcoin is doing for the most part as far as... Yeah, I mean, Ethereum's up to 650 or so now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure exactly today, but yeah, it was basically matching too. So yeah, that's incredible. Um, the, I still uh, remember the days when Ethereum was $20. I yeah, mean, it's well, had quite I actually, the ride. To be honest, I'm still down on Ethereum, I think. I think, I need to check again, but I bought it like three years ago. And that's when we started like... I didn't... I remember when it was at 20. The majority of my purchases of Ethereum were in the two or 300 range. So I'm not up that much on it. That's when I started in the 300 range. And I think I went as high as, unfortunately, 700. Before it took a hit, it went down to basically nothing. And now it's back up to... Th wasn't it back down to yeah, double yeah. digits at one point? Like $80 was, or something? I ignored I it remember. for a while. It was depressingly down. And I said, okay, fuck yeah. it. Um, and now... It's back up to mid six mid six hundreds, and I think, I mean, I don't care. I'm not gonna sell or anything, but I'm thinking in my mind, I had like, I I think I said it needs to get seven hundred for me to kind of break even again to what I had, and uh, so it's getting there. So that's good. On the other hand, the other ones that I own, like the IOTA and Neo, or some other very unknown cryptocurrencies, now are. I mean, yeah, are, some of those just failed. Yeah, frankly. exactly. They, it was a lot of speculation and you bet on the horse and the horse just fell apart, you know. So, but like you said, I mean, you only need one good investment to make up for all the shitty ones that you have. So those are um, uh, scraps right now. So anyway, so it's just, uh, but but again, I mean, um, uh, you, you can see how the CNBCs and all these financial networks are now Again, focusing on Bitcoins, there's tons of podcasts now talking about Bitcoin and conversation, and, and that brings uh, the trending line. But what's higher. funny is, I told you this before the podcast, it's not the same as 2017. In 2017, I remember like, uh, like college kids I knew were like talking about Bitcoin and stuff, and, and yeah. everybody was buying, talking about Bitcoin, oh my God. I don't see that yet. I'm not saying we won't get there again, where all of a sudden everybody's talking about Bitcoin and maybe as it's now continuing to do all-time highs, we'll see that. But I don't think we're even there yet. Um, we're not. But the other thing is that in 2017, crypto in general was fairly new as far as expanding. Not, not new itself, but it's, it's as the, far as... It was as the if, first kind of major exposure to the world. Right. It, yeah. it was the first thing that people had no clue what it was blockchain, had no clue what cryptocurrency meant I versus the fiat most currency. Most people still don't know. Yeah, that is true too, but at least more people have heard about it for three, four years. Yeah, and, and yeah most are... people, I think if you ask them, at least in maybe, I don't, I mean, I, it depends who you ask, but yeah, like young people, if you ask them, do you know what Bitcoin is? They probably know what it is. Well, right. I don't and know if they could explain the mechanics, but no, do they know what it is? But they've heard about it, yes. yeah. And, and then they also, they, now they have also more of a, a trend line saying, okay, what has it done in the last five years okay well you have the growth then you have the peak that we had before almost at 20 in and 2017 19, yeah. or 19 and a half or something and then it totally collapsed 
and then started recovering again. So it was overbought, obviously, before, and then people that needed the liquidity ended up selling it because they basically mortgaged their own lives, whether it's, <laughs> like you say, college kids actually mortgaged their own college loans and stuff to, to get Bitcoin, and then they had to sell it. You lost. know when I knew <laughs> last time that it was a bubble? When, when, when I knew, I was like, oh, this is when, this when, is over. When college kids that know shit when were talking about is, it? This is when... When a guy who I was friends with back in like middle school that I hadn't talked to for years, uh, all of a sudden who, I was an expert, <laughs> who got like kicked out of school for selling weed, uh, and then he's like still he never hang, went to college. Who do you hang out with? So he he was still selling weed, and on this is when I knew it was a bubble. I still remember this. I don't know. I told my friends. I was like, "Yeah, we're in a bubble. It's time to get out." He posts on his story a picture. Oh, this is how smart weed dealers are, by the way. They just post on their Instagram stories pictures of the weed they have. But he posts a picture of like the weed he's selling, like so people know, oh, I'm back in stock, I have more weed. But then also <laughs> next to it, Bitcoin 18K or something. Yeah. And that's when I thought, this is a bubble. Like they said, when, when I'm out. When you start getting financial <laughs> advice from your taxi driver. Yeah. When uh, your weed a, dealer starts a, talking about certain, Bitcoin, that's when you know it's time to get out. When a certain stock and your cab driver is telling you to buy this, yes. it's like, okay, I'm tired to... That's to when out. I knew. I said, the guy who posts openly that he is committing felonies on his Instagram story is talking about Bitcoin, I think we're in a bubble. Yeah, but obviously you didn't get but, out. You kept it. Well, yeah, I stopped buying. Is the I didn't. Yeah. I never sold any Bitcoin, but yeah. yeah, when it was like going crazy, 18, 19K... 20k almost last time I, did, I stopped buying because I was like this is nuts yeah. but the, let me let me ask you something we, we also had this conversation recently when I was trying to consolidate my um, exchanges and wallets and all that stuff and I went through or you helped me we went through a little bit of a hassle trying to get all the things synchronized again but don't you think maybe this is like a double-edged sword I think but don't you think if the um, maintenance transactions and everything was a little easier for the average consumer these cryptocurrencies specifically bitcoin ethereum the more relevant ones will be traded more frequently like like i mean it's, it's similar to a stock market or a broker that you basically you have td ameritrade or or robin hood or whatever you basically transfer funds from your bank account to them and you have this direct wire transfer. So you say, okay, I'm gonna move $10,000 there to buy stock and then you have it there. And then when, when the opportunity comes and you find a good opportunity to buy stock, you buy it and you buy it from the money and all that stuff and you go back and forth. And in the meantime, you have a balance margin or whatever is on the stock. You can see it easily with crypto is, is much more difficult for for the blockchain it's, reason. it's a lot easier these days it it's used easier to be now much but harder, still it's right? not that easy i mean it's like uh, i mean i wouldn't say i wouldn't say buying it is any harder than buying a stock Ooh. in fact well i wouldn't buy your bitcoin on Robinhood because they don't let you move it which is defeats the whole purpose of buying bitcoin yeah i mistakenly did that back when Robinhood first started introduced uh uh, uh cryptocurrencies yeah, crypto i bought a little bit of bitcoin on it because I had funds in there and I said, oh, I'll just buy some Bitcoin. And I realized they don't let you move it out of Robinhood like you so can with Coinbase. There. So it's okay. just stuck with them. I was like, what the fuck is the point of well, this? What do you do? You can sell it only? Yeah, it's yourself? just for, you, can, you trade can trade it, it, but you can't move it. 
So you never own your own Bitcoin. That's the whole point of Bitcoin. Well, I mean, you own it on paper because it's the, the yeah, same thing with the stock. I, I mean, you fuck about owning But if you on own a hundred shares of Disney, you can't really, in theory, move them. You you sell them or you buy them. Or yeah, you... but it's different. The whole point of Bitcoin <laughs> right. is that you own your. Uh, Bitcoin. That's my point. So that... so to buy it right to buy Bitcoin on Coinbase, for example, it's no different than Robinhood, which tons of people do already. Right. Or any any other. Broker. But how many it's people leave the, the the Bitcoins on? Or within their Coinbase account, or they move into a wallet. Um, I would say the majority of people who it depends who. So people who are like average consumers. Not I don't not know. East, not, yeah, but I don't know how many average people own Bitcoin. Well, I think more. I think still the majority of people who own Bitcoin are are kind of. Uh, I don't know how you would say it. Uh, institutional investors, sorry. No, not just institution. Institutions don't buy buy it differently, but like people who have been in crypto for years, I doubt any of them, or I mean, not any of them, but majority of them keep their money in wallets. They don't keep it on the right. exchange. Okay, so so exactly. So they don't keep it on the exchange, which right. is the Coinbase. They move it to a wallet. Right. And, and and the thing is that back so the then, only, the only but back then you had different wallets for different currencies. Like yeah. you have Bitcoin, you need a specific wallet. You had Ethereum, you need maybe another wallet. And, yeah, you and, still do. Right. But exactly. you can. But most of the time, the wallet uh, provider or who, it depends if you have a software wallet, hardware wallet, whatever. But uh, they most of them now accept multiple currencies. Now but they, yes, you have a different wallet, so to speak. It's like a different. Um, in layman's terms, it's like you have a different bank account for each currency. You can't have Ethereum and Bitcoin. Right, but that's what in the same is. way you couldn't have euros and dollars in the same bank account. You right, know? but that's the same. That's the confusing thing because if I think of my digital wallet, I have a wallet with my money, and I can put in my in my wallet. I can put euros. I can put dollars. I can no, put you can't have a bank account with this with multiple. Not a currencies. bank account. I can have but my wallet. Though I put it in my pocket, so to speak. Yeah, you can have no, but you can have. So, like, if you have a, are we talking wallets or accounts? That's the thing, because the name wallet is where it's confusing. I understand that I have okay. money in the I bank mean, and I put it in my wallet. Okay, so that's the exchange, that's the Coinbase. Yeah, and I'm just I trying to, to make it in layman's terms. Right. People do not keep their money in their wallet, their physical wallet. Okay, well, you might have some change, but you don't keep your life savings in your pocket. Okay, most people have bank these accounts. These days, with a little money you get on the yeah. bank, some okay. people have it under their pillows okay beautiful <laughs> uh, most people pillow. use accounts first of all most people don't own multiple currencies anyways most people just have their local currency but um yeah you so okay if you have an it's it's like if you have a a, a wallet provider um uh, most of those wallet providers have multiple accept multiple currencies uh, let me ask you a particular wallet if i can interrupt you for a second uh, one of them is jacks right mm -hmm. okay one of the more popular ones right um, that one does that one ac accept? Yeah, they accept a ton of different. They currencies. accept now different yeah. currencies. You just have different, basically accounts within it, so to but speak. It, but because you, open... you can't send Bitcoin to an Ethereum wallet. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. Right, and but but all it is is if you have a Jax um, um, wallet, like they use a, a phone app, then you just have basically different. Um, um, keys for each each wallet and then one key gives you your ethereum one gives your and you just have addresses so if you just want to send money to your bitcoin jacks wallet you just send to that address right so so my point is that it's a little more complicated for the person that is not very slightly but also savvy. you act yes i mean is it as simple as banking right, right. no but you you have to have a balance between 
simplicity and, and simplicity and and, and the and the freedom, right? And the, yeah, the reason and, and why fraud alerts and, to me the biggest the biggest negative of of crypto is that if you move something to a wallet and you don't have your key, exactly, it's gone. Right, you're fucked. That's that's done. But and and I know people that but, have lost their money. But you also, I mean. Every, any any wallet you use will tell you 50 times when you sign up in big bold red letters oh yeah never lose this key it's not like they're they don't tell it's like you that, that the cigarette companies that right. tell you don't smoke you're gonna die but people yeah do it. well you know what if you still smoke <laughs> and you die from lung cancer you know you knew the risk but no, these days you die of coronavirus even if you have lung okay. cancer not the topic that's um <laughs> um yeah no they tell you they warn you in yes. advance Yes, yes about the thing, but but still, I mean, okay, so so it's like it's no different than like okay, you can keep all your money in your mattress, but if you have a house fire and the money burns, you know it's gone. Sorry. No, no, I totally understand that, but the thing is that now, as you, as you can see, banks are still trying to get people to do banking online, especially more in these times. I mean, there I, are, the, now there are alternatives. Though, I'll say so. If you don't want to do that, so the benefit of that is then you own it. And there's no trusted third parties, which is the whole thing of Bitcoin, right? The whole thing is you do not have a trusted right. third you party. Don't, yeah. You don't need a middleman, an intermediary, or, nothing. or a bank for that matter. Like right. That. You don't need anybody. You can own your own money. And if you want to give money to somebody else, you can send it directly peer to peer. You don't need a bank. You don't need to make a wire transfer. None of that. But if you, there, that's the positive of it. But if you don't want to do that, and, and lots of people don't want to do that for different reasons. Um, for example, lots of high net worth individuals use custodians because yeah. the custodian is like a, a bank or a trust. It's not a bank. It's more like a trust. Um, and those custodians for a fee, for a fee will hold your Bitcoin. But it means that if somebody, because, because the other negative too, is in the same way that if you just have a bunch of money in your wallet, in your pocket, and somebody comes up to you with a gun, says, give me your money. Okay. Well, unless, I mean, hopefully you give them their money, but uh, you know, if not, you might get shot. It depends. Well, if you saw a punk, I just pick his ass. The negative side is, yeah, I mean, in theory, somebody could come and with a gun and be like, hey, give me right. your address. Give me your key, basically, to your Bitcoin wallet, right? Somebody could do that. Um, now, if you are not a super wealthy individual, you're probably not a high target. But if you're somebody who is going to own many millions of Bitcoin, you want to have protection. And that's what the custodians do. And then the... Um, so well, do you know about approximately what they feed, they charge for that? Um, it's not much. It's like a fund manager type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a small fee. But yeah, okay. they, they charge that. But then, you know, then you have a trusted third party, right? So that's right. the negative of it. And then the other, the other like institutions, obviously... Uh, they do it in many different ways, and there's actually lots of startups and, and companies that are trying to specifically help institutions to make uh, institutional solutions um, for cryptocurrency. So different companies do it different ways. There's Bitcoin ETFs, which I think are kind of bullshit, but lots of people use them. I was going to ask you, there's, there's ETFs, right? But yeah. they're, they're just Bitcoins or crypto in general? Like you can have a basket. Uh, there's Bitcoin. There's I think there's Ethereum ETFs. But um, they're not combined. They're not like... Um, Crypto ETF. Not that, that I'm aware that they of. Say we, we. I mean, there might be. I don't know. But okay. For the most part, people just buy. Like, if you want to go on. Um, but why do you think it's not good? Because it's it's 
it's not you you take it as an investment per se if yeah, but about it's it. not it's you don't own the bitcoin you're relying on well yeah but it's whoever your thing. broker is but basically. what's the difference between that and i i uh, make another comparison again that you don't like but what's the difference between that and an etf a gold etf where you the have gold different... etf has the same vulnerability right right you I, have different miners i have a gold trust right when i invest in gold i don't own physical gold I don't have the means to do it because I don't want to have a fucking vault and worry about that. So as of right now, I own gold, but I own it through a gold trust. But what's it called? A trust. I'm trusting. Now, obviously. So I that would be like a custodian? Yeah, basically. I invest with a massive gold trust that owns billions and billions of dollars worth of gold and manages people who are way wealthier than I am. But I, I, I have my money with them for my gold holdings. So, and I am trusting them and I pay them a small fee for that. I understand the risk. In my situation, it's okay. I'm willing, I'm okay with the risk and right, I understand. But, but preferably, I would own my own physical gold. I just don't have the means Right, what was the difference between that and the, basically the, uh, the uh, crypto, crypto it's, trust? It's basically the same thing. Okay. I mean, the, the ETFs, I would, custodian is different. Custodian is fine. Listen, if I was worth $100 million and I wanted to buy millions worth of Bitcoin, I'd probably use a custodian too, you know? Um, the ETFs are different because the ETFs have like, some of them aren't even fully correlated to Bitcoin um, mm -hmm. and they don't even move the same as Bitcoin does. And it's, I, I wouldn't buy a Bitcoin ETF. Definitely not. Okay. All right. So like interactive brokers has a Bitcoin ETF. But it's only like 92% correlated, which is terrible. How come not? <clears throat> what is, why is that? Um, because of the way they manage it. Um, it but, you, but the whole point of Bitcoin or any of these currencies is that you own it. And the ETFs, you don't own any Bitcoin. Right. You own an ETF, which means nothing. It's just a piece of paper. And you're trusting the interactive brokers is not going to get hacked or is not going to go out of business or any of those things. All right, so so back to the to the wallet functionality. So I can have a let's just stick to a <clears throat> excuse me, Jax. And so with Jax, I can have all my crypto whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum or any other one in my Jax wallet. I just need different keys to move one, move the other. Is yeah. that how it works? Okay. And those keys are one-time keys that is just your <clears throat> password so to speak to get there for yep. each of them. And that's the one that you cannot lose at all, whatever no, it is. It's not recoverable because they don't, basically what Jax does, <clears throat> for Jax, people can look it up, but it's basically, it's one of the more popular wallets. It's it's a it's a phone app wallet, but the right. benefit of it is that it, um, um, they don't, everything's stored locally. Mm -hmm. So it's stored on your phone. They don't have like a database. Right, so it cannot keys. be hacked because they're not responsible. They pass it on to right. you. It's the same as, um, um, like if anybody uses like Google Authenticator, right? That's local on your device. That's not on a Google database somewhere that could be hacked. That's the point of it. So I, I guess the uh, the uh, vulnerability is that you need to save that those keys and everything somewhere, yes. and then it puts the onus on you to save it somewhere. It's like okay, you're gonna have it on a little piece of paper in your wallet or something. It's like obviously it's not. I wouldn't do it like that, but you could do it like that. <laughs> well. Well, first of all, those keys are like a string of alphanumeric number keys on uh, characters, basically. It's very hard to retype. So normally you want to have it somewhere that is you can copy and paste, maybe? Or that's also a good thing. I mean, you're not going to memorize the key unless it's a fucking genius some, like some you. Some people do. I know. <laughs> some people do. Um, I can believe you'd memorize the uh, router 
password or it's just like a 20 something listen it's not that hard anybody who's ever read um the book uh, uh moon, moonwalking with einstein yeah, yeah, yeah. knows exactly what i'm talking about the memory palace thing works i i read that book and i gave it a shot yeah and i remember with I, a, I memorized you the try first... that with a with a palace or a house or an apartment i think yeah you, it's, it's, no it's, longer gonna, a, it's, it's no longer going to be available so it's like, called the memory to... palace yeah and uh yeah. You, it, it works actually it's really easy like i memorized 100 digits of pi it was actually really easy. Yeah, it wasn't well, how, that hard. for how long? Yeah, obviously, if you don't practice it. But when I was practicing You don't visit it, the palace frequently. Right. But if you do it, like like I was doing it every day, and then I could just do no, it. No, I remember that because I quizzed you. And they you. have memory competitions, I right? I quizzed you a few times. And people on, will just yeah. memorize thousands of digits of pi. I know, but what's the usefulness of that? No, I mean, yeah, I it's, not that, it's not that useful. I can ask Siri and say, give me... It goes back to not to have to a whole tangent, but it goes back to like old like Greek traditions before they wrote things, the the orders like like the Odyssey for example, the yeah. Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah. Those were spoken stories. Yeah, and you would have like these great orators who memorized the books. Not that they there were books back then, and told the whole story. And then finally we wrote them down. Homer wrote them down. Yeah, Homer gets a lot of credit. <laughs> he just wrote down the you mean story. Simpson? Oh, oh the yeah, original one. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, so, anyways, yeah. With the wallet, the wa back to the back to the uh, original question. The, the wallet and the keys. So you had to save those keys. Okay, let me ask you specifically. Well, how the same do you way save that? You need to save a password. Where do you save your keys? No kidding. Um, what's the best way to save those keys? Whatever way. It's a typical Excel document that you save on your computer, and then I mean everything is only as strong as your weakest link or your weakest thing. So you have all this super encrypted thing and keys and uh, complicated strings of. I don't want to say stuff. how I save. My no, no, no. Keys. I don't want to say you, but uh, but uh, but I would do it in a way. It's hard to say without saying what I do. Okay, well, don't tell me what you do, but let me let me ask you more specific questions. Do you trust these password apps? No, fuck no. Are you crazy? <laughs> okay, well, that's no, I definitely don't keep it. The one I pass. use LastPass for a lot yeah, of things. LastPass, but even with LastPass, so I use LastPass for all my passwords that I don't really care that much about, basically, right? Because you have a million passwords for a million for things. For your fry shopping account? For, for all my different <laughs> things that I don't really care about. I'm like, okay, yeah, if I get hacked, you know, it suck, but whatever. But even for my bank accounts, I just memorize my passwords. I don't save them anywhere for my bank accounts. You know, well, I don't, yeah, but uh, okay, I understand that. I me I memorized most of the ones that I use more frequently, which is like you said, bank accounts. But the challenge is, I'm thinking, okay, well, I mean, um, no, I don't have. I'm my, in a car accident or something. I no no. And no, all no, of a sudden, no. I have a memory lapse. No, I don't have my. And I want to I tell have, somebody where I don't have my wallet memorized, my keys memorized. No. Right. So how if if again I'm talking I'm trying to get people, our people our millions can, of listeners to giving people advice. People can use their own creative means. Uh, some people don't even know social security number. They had to look at it. What? So what? What? some people don't even memorize their social security number. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying I don't have mine memorized. They're too, I have too many. Right. Well, not to mention that it's super hard to memorize. Yeah, I have too many. I, I mean, I could memorize them, but no, I don't memorize so them. So if, if, if you don't trust this one pass, last pass, whatever password apps that are out there, um, uh, so then you have people I need to figure out a way that keep you safe. Yes. Okay. I have, again, I don't want to say it because I don't want to. Can you tell me off the record? I can tell you after the off air. Yes, I'll tell okay. you what I do. Well, he tells me, I'll tell everybody. Okay. Just follow my tweets. No, kidding. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. It's, basically, no, I'm I'll, just put it, I'll put it very vaguely. I have multiple backups, basically. Okay. Offline secure. That's what I have. 
offline secure backups. That's okay. what I have. So that if one backup, something happened to it, I have multiple backups. All right. That's so, what I would recommend. But offline. But do you have it in your will or something so somebody can... No. You know, when you I'm, die. I'm young. I don't have... If I die, fuck the world. Okay? Sorry. I don't care. I'm dead. Well, when but, I have kids, we'll have that conversation. But that's far away. What about... I need to find a wife first. Okay? So that's... Well, not necessarily. Hopefully. But you need to find a woman. <laughs> a wife is another step. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're yeah. no moralists here. So I'll just give it that way. All right. Good. So... Basically, when I die... Um, you're gonna die poor. Listen, I have. It'll be like a treasure hunt. Like people used to look for lost gold. <laughs> people can find my lost bitcoins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are in the fucking cloud, whatever they are. They just need to find your. People can key. find my lost passwords. But in, all, in all seriousness, I mean, you probably know people that bought Bitco Bitcoin Not personally, or something. But yes, of course, I've heard stories and they, on the internet. And like they never else. found their keys, and they know they have like ten bitcoins. The, uh, which is most now of those stories are from back in the day. No, I know pretty smart people that I know and I need their names, but I know smart people that are public figures that, that they have public said, yeah, I had 10 Bitcoins and I bought them back in the days and I, I lost my key. I don't know how to get them anymore. I agree. And, it's, it's, and they bought them when they were 50 another 20,000, 23. So that's about a quarter million dollars that they lost. I agree. It's not a perfect solution, but you know, again, just pros and cons and things get better too. I mean... I'm thinking like biometrics or shit like that. I mean, uh, no, I wouldn't do biometrics. Uh, facial recognition or something. I wouldn't do that. No. No. Well, somebody's gonna cut your face and cut your head and. It's too easy to fake that stuff. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So let's move on from uh, any other comments on why Bitcoin is crazy. Twenty-three one sixty-seven as we record right now. Twenty-three thousand one hundred sixty-seven. It's beautiful. You're not selling for sure. No. What is your target range? When, when is your, your stop loss a number? Um, I've thought about it. Um, when Bitcoin passes, which might be pretty soon, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it, hit, if it were to hit, go into the trillions of market cap, um, so that would make, like right now it's 400 something billion market cap. If it were to be like, say, a hit, all right, so double the, the double the volume. The, no, 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 no. So if it were to hit like, um, like two trillion, will be around like two trillion. That would be about a hundred thousand. Around a hundred thousand. Around a hundred thousand, I may sell a little bit and just cash out a little bit. I w I wouldn't sell the whole thing, but I may take some profits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. No, I, I wouldn't sell anytime soon. I wouldn't sell less than a hundred thousand. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's good. I mean, that's not investment advice. That's me personally. I fully understand the risk. I have a diversified portfolio, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this. You know, I typically keep certain percentages in different uh, mm -hmm. asset groups, and because Bitcoin's grown so much, yeah, no. its percentage is is pretty massive in my portfolio. Well, well now. no, that's that's what they say. The famous thing about rebalancing your portfolio: yeah. one one pie of one piece of the pie of your portfolio right. is growing in so much. I, normally, I would rebalance, but in this case, <clears throat> I don't want to rebalance. I'm gonna let that baby ride. Well, but the only the other way you can rebalance is like buying more of the other ones, so they kind of keep. Yeah, I know. could. But anyways, yeah, I, I totally understand. So, okay, well, let's move on from uh, Bitcoin. The other um, thing that I wanted to talk about today, and it's something, another conversation we had now that sports, um, the fall season of the new leagues are starting. And then you found yourself in a little predicament because 
your beloved. Oh, the streaming. Yeah, the streaming. Yeah, can somebody figure out? I, I'm so like. Well, let me introduce the topic okay. first. Right, okay, right, Jesus, right. you're so excited. You just jump on it. So we're talking about we are we became more famous in the beginning for discussing streaming video wars back in the days. I mean, as far as like I don't know, two years ago or something, and uh, when all the different streaming services were coming, you know, and obviously Netflix were already there, but you know, I want to say, I want to say that I said Disney Plus was going to kill it like a year before it ever launched. And I was so right. Well, it's not even funny. Let me get back to the stocks for a second. I was you bu- said that. more bullish on Disney Plus than anybody. Disney. I have the records. Disney, which full disclosure you and I own, was as down as 90s not too long ago when all the theme parks were closed and the hotels were closed and the COVID shit and all that stuff. So obviously nobody goes anywhere. They're not spending money seeing Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. Well, now Disney said, okay, fuck that stuff. We're going to concentrate on streaming video and streaming programs and subscriptions and all that stuff. Now the stock is up to 173. That's incredible. How they say, they've shifted know, the, uh, someone, the... Someone should make the MGR recommendation portfolio and just keep track of it because if over the last couple of years you had listened to all the things that i said that people should buy your portfolio would be up quite a bit okay that's only, be, that's only if you also didn't listen to the things that he fucked up no on. no no because <laughs> listen i fully admit the things that i got wrong and uh uh you know i'll give you one you didn't um ask advice us about the starbucks coffee coming to five bucks for the same coffee they were buying last year for three. No, that's inflation. I I don't think anybody should yeah. be surprised by. It. But by the way, according to Jay Powell this week, there is no inflation, so you don't have to worry about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Not not even. Next he also said, years. "Did you hear?" He said, "This is like Jerome. We're in. I, I don't know what planet we're on." He says, "Well, there's no inflation, and rates are going to stay at zero. So when he's talking about, because they asked him about asset prices, especially mm-hmm. in the market, and he says, "So really, I mean, price to earnings doesn't mean a whole lot." Yeah. <laughs> I know. He I says know. valuations don't mean anything. I know. What well, are we on fucking Mars? Okay. Well. Anyway, sorry. Back to the streaming. I, I had another comment on valuations that I was gonna make later. So, but I'll, we'll get to that later. But anyway, so streaming. Um. So back to your Keep dilemma. That printer rolling, baby. I know. Back to your dilemma. It's all of a sudden the 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 sports. The NBA starts next week. That's the basic thing. And um. So the only way you can watch your local team. Yes. Whether it's so the I'll, Suns I'll give, here the or your local team. So I I don't want you, just like you, uh, we're in Phoenix, and there's only two cable providers here. There's Cox and CenturyLink. CenturyLink has horrible, the cable internet, I should say. CenturyLink's internet is horrible. Oh, the internet, yeah. Cox actually has good internet. Cox cable is a fucking ripoff. It's like $150 a month, and you don't even get a lot of other things like, for example, for me, I like NBA TV. You don't even get that. You have to pay extra for that, things like that. Uh, so it's a horrible ripoff. So YouTube TV, great solution. Awesome. I'll get rid of Cox. 65 bucks. Get yeah. YouTube TV. It used to be 45. Now it's 65. They raised the price. But then, listen, I don't watch TV. I literally, the only thing I watch on TV is sports. Like I don't watch fucking cable television. I mean, I don't even know what shows are on TV anymore. I don't watch any TV. The only thing I watch is like ESPN and then like local Fox Sports uh, in our case because I watch the Suns games and they're on Fox Sports Arizona. Well, 
YouTube TV all of a sudden decided to stop carrying Fox Sports. No, they Arizona. didn't decide it. That was Fox that told them. You well, have it they mutually Disagreed. did not come to an agreement. Okay, yeah. Oh, um, it would be to the best interest of YouTube to continue. But when they Fox previously said, had. Yeah, but you know what? YouTube TV raises their price $20 a month and then removes things from it. So they yeah. made their, their service 50% more expensive while making it less good. So yeah. I don't like that. So now... The but nobody does also. I mean, yeah, uh, and then Hulu stopped carrying it also. And uh, the only one who carries it is AT&T now or something like that, which is like $80 a month. And it's like, I don't know. I, but then th this is what I want. This is what, this is what, this is what I want. Fox Sports. Okay. They have their, their, their fee to all these cable networks. That's like whatever, six, $7 a month yeah. that they charge. And that's why YouTube TV didn't want to pay $7 a month for Fox. Yeah. Fine. Fox. I, I don't want to pay $80 a month for AT&T now when the only reason I'm getting it is because I want to watch the fucking Suns games. Well, but the same thing happens to any local sports. Or other things. But right. my point uh, is, yeah, Fox, we're in a DTC streaming world now. Just let me pay you your $7 a month fee so I can watch the Suns games. And or vice, and this goes for anybody, wherever yeah, region but that's what they you call live it in. Bundle, because they want you yeah, to buy more Yeah, but Fox stuff. doesn't care about... Uh, you know, AT&T's bottom line. Fox Sports just cares about getting their fees. And if I'm saying, hey, I'll pay you the $7 a month directly, I don't want to pay $80 a month but for some service. But don't you think that uh, if Cox, in this case, who also charges you a local sports surcharge of about $9 a month, which is covers that, yeah, don't you think that they also have some kind of exclusivity saying, okay, we... We agreed to carry you and charge extra eight bucks or nine to our customers in exchange for you not doing this on your own. It's almost like in retail. In retail, I don't you know can say I don't know what when their you become a distributor, are, it's like okay, you're not going to undercut us and then sell the same service yourself. I don't know what their agreements are, but they do it if they're on multiple networks or multiple providers. I don't think they have any exclusivity with a cable operator i mean it goes by by different i don't know what happens in our city so how the contracts go i do not know that but uh, they may have cox arizona basically may say okay for the suns we have this which but is they didn't they don't have exclusivity i mean last season there were multiple there were like four providers that had it and now it's only cox because the other ones like dropped it basically yeah but it's like nba tv you cannot watch any game that if, if i want to watch the Chicago Bulls or something, unless it's a nationally televised game, I cannot watch it. I need to subscribe to NBTV to get Well, yeah, package. in that case, yeah. So obviously, if you live in a place, like if I moved out of Phoenix and I right. wanted to watch Suns games, I'd have to get like League Pass or something right. to watch it. Yeah, it's but that's the other thing. League Pass, because of the pandemic, they raised their prices and now the, the main package is $40 a month. I know. That's fucking crazy. Who pays? I mean, where, where people are unemployed... 800 more people. I mean, I love employment. basketball. Literally, the only sport I watch is basketball. I don't watch other sports. But $40 a month is insane. I, I think that you have, that you break it down. I want someone to make the all sports package and it's like 15 bucks a month and you get ESPN and all the local, what, you can choose whatever your local channel is. That's what I want. I happily pay that. But why don't they, like, I understand why League Pass or the NBA, who basically cares about their fans, but even they the should have a local package saying, okay. They do, but it's it's not cheap, man. It's like $20 a month. Just to your team games? Just for one team. Okay, well, how many, $20 a month. Okay, well. I mean, many, I'm probably going to have to end, I'm probably going to end up just 
paying that one. Well, well how much? I think it's how many, 18 or okay, 19 well, let's divide it up. How many games does the average basketball team play in a month? Like 12 or so? Like three a week? or? Uh, yeah, I mean... Okay, so you're paying two bucks a game or less. Yeah, I know, but it's like, man... Well, dude, if you go to a sports bar, you're going to pay 30 bucks no, just in a I beer know. tab. No, I just... I hate getting fucked, okay? It's not the money. I can afford fucking $18 a month Yeah, to I know. Pay. They don't give you a choice. But I it's... Know. I hate that they kind of fuck you like this. And then especially when you subscribe to YouTube TV specifically for that, and then they pull no, it I out. No, I agree. I mean, I, I don't... I don't watch... Uh, I mean, you don't watch Netflix. That's probably what the, the the streaming service that I watch the most. Which, by the way, they just increased the prices too. It was announced a while ago, but they, it's effective in January. I think they increase a buck right. for the service. But um, um, uh, yeah, I don't watch broadcast TV for the most part, or almost anything. I only watch sports, like you, like maybe sometimes a little bit of football on weekends, whatever. But for the most part. Like the traditional evening watching TV, I never watch local news. I never watch local TV shows, series, whatever. I have no clue who's the masked singer or whatever shows they have these Right. Days. So the only thing I watch is ESPN. Right. Me and, too. And like sports channels just because I, I, I like, uh, uh, you know, basketball and stuff like that. But I was thinking, yeah, I'll probably just get the... Um, Disney Plus ESPN package, whatever that one is, that's like thirteen bucks a month or something, and you get yeah. Disney, Hulu, oh, and ESPN. Yeah, yeah. The Disney I was alone thinking, is six, I'll just six, seven bucks, and then they have Disney, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. That's combined. the other thing. Do you use the ESPN app at all? The app? Yeah. No. All the articles are paywalled now. You need ESPN oh, Plus. Really? Yeah. I, there's like NBA, like Zach Lowe articles that I used to read, and yeah. uh, Kevin Arnovitz, who I are like NBA scores. writers. And I'll go, yeah. and it's they're all paywalled now. They yeah. all want you to get ESPN. Well, Plus. I use I use ESPN. I mean, uh, I only watch ESPN <clears throat> for F1 for Formula One. Right, and you were saying the same thing <clears throat> that right. like F1 has their own app. monthly subscription, right. and it's ridiculously expensive. It's very expensive. They have their own app and their own subscription, and you get all the races with multiple camera angles, views on board for every driver. I mean, you can do everything you want, but it's expensive. And uh, so right now, for the last two years or three, I don't know, since uh, Liberty Media bought bought out F Formula One, basically all the all the rights, um, basically became the chairman. Um, ESPN has been broadcasting all the races or rebroadcasting the Sky Sports from Europe, commercial free. So it's like great. I mean, you watch the races with no commercials, qualifying, all that shit. Unfortunately, sometimes they are on ESPN Plus or ESPN three or some kind of ESPN that we don't get other than the one and two or the normal and the two. So that's the only thing that is a challenge. But yeah, I mean, I use ESPN mostly for F1. And if uh, and it hasn't been always F1, I mean, uh, ESPN, I'm sorry, before it was like Speed TV and before it was Fox, I think, I mean, it's been all over the place. So, but for sports, yeah, I like sports. I mean, I like the Disney, Hulu, ESPN or something. Maybe that's another option, but the question is, when you start when you start adding all these individual services, we say cable is a ripoff. But at the same time, it's like you add sixty five for YouTube, and then you have Netflix on top of that, and maybe your portion of Amazon Prime, and then you get like, um, I don't know, you get like a. Um, Hulu, Disney Plus, and then Apple TV Plus has their own. Uh, you add up all the fees, and you're not paying also $130 a month. It, How much is HBO Max? 
Can you look H- it up? HBO Max is part of the AT&T thing. I don't know what is independent, but with AT&T... That's the other thing that's confusing. Because AT&T owns DirecTV. Yeah. And Warner and AT&T merged. Yeah. And so now DirecTV, HBO Max, like it's very confusing. Yeah. Are they all... Com- can you get like an all-in-one thing? Uh, or? Well, they have AT&T TV now. Uh, which with uh, HBO Max included, and that's between 55 and 80. I don't know the differences. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can look it up. But, but right how much is HBO Max by itself? I don't know. Can you look I, it up real quick? I don't know how much. Because that's the one, actually. Now that they announced that they're going to put all their movies on there, it's actually not a bad deal. Because if you go to see them, I mean... Well, oh, you mean because the movies are going to go streaming? Yeah, because they're yeah. going to put all the movies on their streaming service. But it's, it's just HBO? HBO Max. No, I know. but It's uh, all the Warner movies. Warner Brothers and all those. Okay, it says uh, six months, twenty percent off. Um, okay, it costs fourteen ninety nine a month. 15, really, that's 15, it. Fifteen bucks. That's cheap, man. I mean, because think about if it. If you watch a lot of movies. Yeah, but. They have, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Pull- when was the last time I watched HBO at home, and we ha- we pay for it. We pay about sixteen. But bucks. is that Max or regular? This is Max. HBO Max. Yeah, but they're gonna have all their new movies. All the Warner Brother movies, like the first but one is Wonder Woman. On top of that, no. Okay, well, that's cheap. I mean, going to movie theater is going to cost you twenty bucks. Yeah, so if that's for the fifteen bucks a month, they give you all the new movies. That one's actually the best deal out of all of them, really. If you're a movie watcher, you know, I mean, you like watching movies. Um, I mean, the movie theaters are fucked. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I love theaters, but man, I don't know. There's yeah. certain. I just think that movie theaters are gonna have to go so much more niche now. Like I think the megaplexes are done. I I think they're gonna have to have because there's just lots of movies that I probably wouldn't watch in a theater that I don't really care about watching in a theater. Yeah, I just don't know why. Like, I mean, do you need to go see like, I don't know, like any movie that's not. Um, I don't know. I I only go to movie theaters. A these major days. production. Yeah, movie yeah that's like, just like a dialogue heavy movie exactly i can watch that at home i don't need to go to a theater for right that. like I, I a long time ago i only decided to, i decided to go to movie theaters only for the big production the spectacle movies. yeah like sound effects and things like the but if it's, a, if it's and, just like a dialogue heavy yeah movie. like if it's a romantic comedy thing or any other movie that is just dialogue or just uh, i'm right. not a big production then Frankly, just watching it at home is just the same or better, you know. Like I just so, rewatched uh, Lady Bird. Which oh yeah, is a great movie. But that's the type of movie that's like that came out in theaters, right? It's like I don't need to see that in theaters. No, it was fine at home. It was good. All these, and it's like, just all these people talking, kind of like stories and all the stuff. It doesn't matter. I mean, only only the the big uh, like that's what happened back in the. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, when TV went from black and white to color, and then everybody said, oh, we're not going to a movie theater. And then they started getting all these, what they call catastrophe well, the, movies. The, the advantage uh, before The earthquake was... and the airports and the towering inferno and all that stuff, because there were movies that they were trying to attract you to a big screen and surround sound and all these things. It was just because of that, because they started competing with normal TV. But the advantage was before was just, okay, yeah, if you don't mind waiting three months, fine, you can watch right. it at home. But if no, you want I mean, to watch a movie but now, even now... But if, now that... On HBO Max, they're gonna drop it at the same time. Yeah, you can also find the same movies with more for more money, as we've 
uh, experience ourselves with, um, you know, Apple or even uh, Amazon Prime. They have movies that are theater released that they call now, whatever. Right, premiere. right. That's a Amazon, but, but no, typical... No, and, and Apple too. I mean, they different, like, which one we saw? The um, Invisible Man? Yeah, but that's this year because right. of the pandemic. I'm saying before, before the pandemic. Oh, before, no, before you had you, to wait. You had to wait. Right. And I'm saying now, who's going to go see, like, if a Lady Bird type movie comes out in theaters and on HBO Max, who's going to go to theaters for that? Uh, I mean, some people just go to a theaters to get out of their house. And they yeah, like, fair they enough, like the experience of sitting down with their popcorn and their soda and all that, the, the movie experience, not just the actual movie itself, but just the fact that they are going out. I don't know. I mean, I used to like to go to a movie when I was little. I mean, I went to a film career for that matter. You know, I spent hours in movie theaters. Your degree worked out great. Yeah, it worked out great. You know, that's why I'm doing uh, internet marketing now. It's just perfect uh, tangent. Yeah. Um, But from working on Blair Witch to making (laughs) websites for uh, Marriott, (laughs) that's quite the divergence. Yeah, exactly. I I could have, and that's why I keep saying too that whatever you study today doesn't matter because you will work on something else. So decide your college career very carefully because it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're gonna be doing something different. Um, no, but anyways, back to this thing. Uh, so we have Netflix, which you cost the Blair Witch two that came out like a couple years no, ago. No, fuck no, that was much later. I, I didn't even work in the first one. The first well, one. Well, you kind of did a little the, bit. No, I I I was part of the group that was. Uh, with the director, as I said, Ed Sanchez, that was. I don't think you've ever told this story on the podcast. No, I don't Back, think I did. He was in Maryland in film school with the yeah. creators of Blair Witch. Yeah, and the director. He was in my class. We were actually buddies. We were doing projects together, and we actually did a preview for the movie before the movie was even right, shot. Right, right. And then I moved out and other stuff. And then when they they actually shot it, they they called me and I said, Hey, I I'm doing something else. What happened to Ed Sanchez? He never really had a career after that. I thought that he was supposed to be the next one up, remember? Next Spielberg. I mean, he wanted to I be. mean Blair Witch was like a big deal yeah. when it came out, remember? Yeah, but unfortunately, because it was such a low budget that he, they didn't make a lot of money, obviously, with the right, first one. Right, right. I don't, most most yeah. first movies studios, don't make a lot of money. The studios did, yeah. But, but that's he got a lot of the, recognition. the career launching pad. Yeah. No, obviously he hasn't. I don't know. He's like a. North, I need to go on Facebook. He's like a North doing. Korean rocket. Like it looks great as it launches, <laughs> but then five minutes later, it's in the ocean. Well, that happened to uh, Tesla too. A little too. Ago, so, um, all right. So, so sorry, pr- Ed. Price wise, uh, Netflix. We're paying up to fifteen, eighteen, depending on your rate. Uh, Prime Video is about thirteen bucks a month. You just get that aside from the all the stuff. Peacock, which is the new one. I don't know that name, but. Uh, that one is the cheapest. It's about free, unless you say commercial free, and then it's not free anymore. Then you pay uh, ten bucks a month. ESPN Plus six bucks a month. Disney Plus by itself seven bucks a month. HBO Max actually I had it here. Where did I look for it? Uh, Fifteen dollars, fourteen ninety nine. CBS All Access. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. It's like, <laughs> it's like I want zero access to CBS, but for the All Access, that, um, <laughs> they relaunched Twilight. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Twilight Zone with um yeah, yeah I know I saw it. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, Peel. What's Jordan Peel? Yeah, from uh, the creator of Get Out and all those yeah. movies, and uh, it was not good. I know it totally flopped. They I know. Anyways, it. you want all access to CBS, which is I don't know, but maybe you, you get, get like, you get access to Big Bang Theory, you know, which is still to this day the worst 
most popular show I've ever seen. I, I, I don't I understand anybody who likes that show. I, I know people who love it. Actually, terrible. I don't know. I what I tried to love I've, it. I've I've watched many episodes trying to watch it, and I cannot watch yeah, it. Yeah, I know it it's not so my bad. type of show either. But but CBS has all the um, CSIs and all these sort oh, of things great. that people love. Um, and then Apple TV is five bucks a month. Well, so you want to do a little transition? Do what? Speaking of CSI Miami. Oh, the everybody's moving to Miami. Well, what a transition that was. Yeah, that's a segue. CSI Miami is the best CSI, script. by the way. There's no debate no, about well, that. I, do they have that one still? No, I don't think it still No, that goes. was with uh, Caruso, I think. Yes, that was the, the best. That CSI Miami was really? the best one. The, the worst for me was LA. Which one was that? With, uh, what's his name? Um, the actor, uh, shit. Um, LA Cool J. No, that was NCIS. It's different. Uh, that was NCIS Los Angeles. Yes, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, up yeah, to yeah, date yeah. on my crime series. Okay. okay. Oh, see all this initial CSI Los Angeles. Was that with... Uh... That was with LL Cool J, that weird and, old lady. Yeah, the old, the old actor guy. What's his name? <sighs> I um, forget. Anyways, I used to watch those a long time ago. No, you know what the best show out of all of them was? The unit. Oh yeah. The unit. The unit was, was the good. best one. Yeah, the unit was that good. That was always my favorite. I always liked the unit. Dennis that Has one I Hasbert. feel like um, went under the under the uh yeah, under the radar. I like the unit, yeah. The 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 families of the uh that's kinda like uh it's almost like watching David Goggins and you know, <laughs> yeah. all these guys doing their lives, risking their lives, and then they have a wife that Who, they yeah. only see once Which a year. Which streaming service has the unit? I'll pay for that they, one. They were repeating somewhere. I forgot. Uh, even I mean, yeah, all these shows. It's funny how the best shows are the ones that don't no, no longer exist. Do you even know what shows are on TV these days? I have no idea. Like, they have I this watched one the other day. Or not the other day, but a few months ago. It was some hospital show on CBS, like oh. a hospital comedy. Oh, comedy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was... I mean, it was so bad. I, I couldn't, honestly, honestly, I couldn't believe how bad it was. <laughs> I remember. It was like CBS primetime, like 8 p.m. I know, I know. But I remember. It was so bad. I remember back in the days when watching like Sunday football or whatever shows on Fox and CBS or whatever. That was like prime time for them to promote their fall season shows and right, new right. shows. And I remember when I was like like twenty four, like season yeah, one. Yeah, twenty four was was great. I know. I was I was looking at that show. It's like, oh my god, twenty four, and it was like always like it went too fast. Like now I wouldn't even fucking watch twenty four because with so many commercial breaks, like boom, 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 boom. It's like oh fuck, you know. It, it was an hour show. And my it favorite. Was really, my favorite season. But, but was, which me, was your favorite season? Twenty four. Oh, my shit. favorite was the one when there was like some African terrorist group or something that uh, came to the White House. And I don't know. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that one. That was my favorite one. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of, the last couple of seasons were a stretch, but in the beginning, I mean, they're all kind of getting better and better. But uh, uh, but anyways, they, but they're promoting the shows and you have something to look forward to saying, oh man, this fall season starts this and this and this over the shows. And now, I mean, I'm watching like football the other day and... Uh, uh, and I see this show with uh, what's the name of the show with nine one one or something with Rob Lowe and uh, yeah the Rob Lowe one. <laughs> so so I watched a little bit of that. One oh, did you? Because there were so many promos for it. I know. It's like I don't give a fuck. It's, it's terrible. Like, I know. Ter I mean, I'm sorry, even, Rob I mean, Lowe. I like the guy. I cannot take him seriously as like a firefighter. No, but it's like uh, it's like like I said, unit leader. When, when the preview. Chief, 
when the preview on the teaser looks cheap it's and so bad. bad. It's like how even the, the logo yeah. looks terrible. And it looks like so CGI and so fake and the explosions and the fires. And then they have these crossovers where they, the fire people meet with the hospital show yeah. and Oh man, it's like it's, it's like it's now it's like I don't know who's who watching watches this that thing. stuff. Oh, then, I really uh, don't anyways. know. All right, so um, yeah, Miami. You were talking Miami. So I was I was going to discuss briefly. How much are we? At? Okay, we're we're going to wrap it up soon. But um, this is like the uh, the all uh, episode of that up. One thing that I was also um, we we also had a conversation here about the uh, California exodus. How everybody's leaving California, and more and more people are actually leaving now. Uh, more and more people that we know, you know, famous people, companies, and so forth. So um, I know that Oracle basically already said we're actually living for Austin in this case. And then the the CEO of Oracle, Larry Ellison, uh, he actually decided to move to Hawaii because he says, okay, well, I'm not going to Austin. I need beaches. He says, I'm going to go live <laughs> right in, in my tropical paradise. Right. You he guys had, can go to a, Austin. You have pretty good mansions, which I think he still has in, you know, California beaches and uh, side by side. You know, he basically owned sections of beach. But he said, okay, well, I'm going to do the same thing in Hawaii now. So in Hawaii, he's fine. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's people now moving to Miami. Miami is incredibly, you know, okay. I've never been big into Miami. Uh, it's never really been a city that attracted me. But I'll say this. You need to be Cuban to like it. I never looked at... Well, I speak Spanish. I never I never looked at the real estate in Miami. I had no idea what the prices in Miami were. I was looking... You know, I'm a single guy. So I just, you know, would look for a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. And I was like, all right, let's see what they cost there. A one-bed, one-bathroom in Miami... That's like five minutes from Miami Beach. It's like $1,200 a month. I couldn't believe it. And then if you want to live in one of the nice high rises uh, that overlooks the beach and then downtown Miami, I mean, it's not that expensive. It was like $1,800 a month. It's like $1,800 a month. And you live in like paradise over there. I couldn't believe it. But... Here's here's my the it, two it biggest looks, things. It looks better in pictures than in person. Here's the two biggest things I have against Miami personally. One, just the humidity is insane. Yeah, for anybody I mean, that comes from the, Arizona, this, all these people are moving in the winter to Miami. Just wait until the summer, okay? It's gonna be brutal. But honestly, I mean, let me just make a point on that because I've been in different areas of the country living, like Northeast. I've been in Miami, now the East Coast, everywhere, Texas. Um, West Coast, whatever. Honestly, there's humidity everywhere. You go yeah, to Houston, except here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, here but we here, have like I mean, here we, we feel like 20, 30 percent humidity. And we're like, oh my god, that's in the monsoon season, right? But it's normally we have like ten. But the heat is blistering here, man. Right. I mean, when it's 115 in the summer, oh yeah, well, I mean, you can't do anything. You go to Washington D.C., Virginia in the summer. You're no, only I know. 75, 80, and you have like 90 percent humidity. I know. It's I like know. you're freaking sweating bullets. But there. but let me no, say, uh, maybe not bullets, but sweating. The oh. other the other thing that I don't like about Miami, the big one, is hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this isn't talked about enough with all these people moving to Miami. It's like yeah. you that is Hurricane Central. I yeah. mean, they're right at the tip. They're the they are the bullseye target for every single hurricane that comes. I don't know what I've never lived in a hurricane zone, so I don't know. I what happens when you live there and all of a sudden they're like, "Okay, we need to evacuate the city." Cuz doesn't that happen? Yeah, I mean, you evacuate. I mean, 
if you are in the eye of the storm, obviously, then you evacuate. If the if the hurricane or whatever is going X amount of miles this way or that way off your target, basically, they tell you expect heavy rains, heavy winds, but it doesn't get to evacuation mode. Only in some rural areas that are more fragile. In the main city, they may not evacuate if you live in a big building or something that is protected. It's like a big storm, you know. But yeah, I mean, that's a risk. I mean, and, and the thing is that you never know because there are, I mean, you never, it's not like it's gone rails, you know, hurricanes kind of divert the routes and they have this path and all that stuff. So yeah, there's a risk. Uh, not just Miami, I mean, Louisiana and all the, uh, the Gulf Coast and all that is is risky, but yeah. to be honest, I mean, I I was in um, I remember in Cape Hatteras in North Carolina um, when one of those hurricanes kind of started veering up the coast, and by then it lost strength. I don't know the numbers now, but it was it was a pretty strong one, and then it went almost to Category One or a tropical storm or something, and it was still fucking pouring rain, windy shit. Like yeah, I mean, pouring rain I can yeah, deal with. I, I mean, like when it starts. Tearing apart houses. That's yeah, when. Yeah, but that, or flooding the city. Yeah, um, I know. I mean, it's it's always a risk. Yeah, and we we experience that ourselves. I mean, you have clients that are hotels and resorts in that area, and they basically had to shut down and all that stuff. But yeah, you're gonna deal with that stuff. You know, the California mudslides and fires and shit and hurricanes, and you go mid uh, midwestern states, you have like tornadoes and all that stuff. Just stay in Arizona, dude. It gets hot as hell here in the summer. But yeah, but that. the nice thing, like I said, I don't think there's anywhere else in the country that you can be that close to such a beautiful beach for such a low price. I yeah. mean, uh, an apartment in a, right by a beautiful beach in California is going to be oh, no. quadruple the price. Right, not to, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, California has become un- unlivable. I mean, you can visit, not even now. I mean, normally we actually go in the winter, but now it's impossible. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. All right. Um... So you're going to Miami? No. Oh, okay. So were you teasing us for nothing? No. I just <laughs> I just saw it and I was like, wow. All right, so let me ask you, you were to move to another city, where would you go? How how, they say, how, they, how well off am I? No, no, no. If they say if they say, David, you have to move out of Phoenix or the Phoenix area. And uh you can choose, but you have to move out. Which mm. city in the US would you choose? I mean Texas is nice. Less taxes. It's, it's nice. Texas is not that different from Phoenix. Like I, I don't think Austin and Dallas and those cities are that different from Phoenix. Um, just less taxes, which is fine. Um, State income taxes, but you have other taxes that kind of. I wouldn't that. do it now. I would have to. I need to see how things ride out over the next couple of years. But I still love LA. I still love to live in LA. I just need to see really? how things ride out over the next couple of years. They're not going to ride out anywhere. You're going to live in between the homeless that are everywhere now. Well, so. like I said, we'll see how things ride out. I don't live there now, so... You, you think know. it's going to get better? Think. <laughs> or hope. <laughs> think is different. Um, I would hope it gets better. But yeah, right now, LA doesn't look great. No. No, it doesn't. But it's still... I mean, of all the places in the country, as far as... Because I, I don't, I'm from here, from Phoenix, so I can't do cold. I can't live in a place where it's yeah super cold. So I just can't do it. Um, and I well, also, takes off half of the country. I love the sun. I love sunny weather. So I like the majority of my days to be sunny weather. So that pretty much does not leave a whole lot of options. Um, and the best of them is LA, frankly. As far as, forget the local government just purely geography location why la go, is fucking why beautiful. are you going to puerto rico 
Yeah, I don't want to live in Puerto Rico. Talk about hurricanes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those guys get blasted every two weeks with a hurricane. Well, it's, no, it's different. I mean, you have big tanks. And I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere, okay? Uh, LA is great. Um, I just, for right now, I'm keeping an eye, you know? Keep an eye. But that would be my number one choice. But again, it's... it's well, if, if money is, a, is an issue, you know, the stimulus, the government that is trying to pass... With a deadline, I think before Friday. It's today is Thursday. They're still dickering around with the thing. I don't know. I don't know how people can have a conversations and negotiations for fucking four months of our stimulus. I don't care one way they pass it or not or whatever. It's just a political thing. But it's like, for Christ's sake, these guys have been discussing the stimulus since way, way, way before the election. And they say, oh, there's no way it's going to be passing before. Maybe before the election. Maybe right after the election. And now it's like, the election is like, over for a month and a half and we're still now they're going to go on vacation and they still have no stimulus it's like can we just get that out on news just when you guys do it just do it and stop having that on the headlines for every day it's politics how much is to discuss seriously how can two people or 20 people or whatever sit on the table and say okay we agree on this much we disagree on this much and we have this in common let's just work out a compromise does it take fucking six months if you're a politician, I could don't take forever. fucking get it. Seriously, I mean, I. This guy's talking about splitting the difference. They don't split fucking nothing. Anyways, that's a good way to end the uh, the podcast. I think. Anything else, David? No. Uh, the unit airing uh, <laughs> Friday nights on CBS. Yeah, by the next podcast, CBS be- All Access. If you want to sponsor us, I will push all of your different shows uh ncis los angeles the unit all the, the back in the day C- cbs had some good shows but they've fallen off your your doctor shows are terrible get rid of them okay i couldn't uh, well i couldn't even name forget about cbs i couldn't even name what main shows are for each network today like yeah, evening shows like remember when thursday used to be for NBC, it was like... Oh, you have like The Office and Parks yeah, and Yeah, yeah, they called it like Comedy Thursday or something. Yeah, yeah. They had all these comedy shows back-to-back on... What was that? Blackish 2 or something? And that was ABC. Uh, oh, that was ABC. ABC. It had Modern Family, Blackish, and something else. It was like shows back-to-back comedy type things. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least before I had some kind of uh, show identity. Now, I couldn't even name one show. I mean, I could be next to the winner of the uh, face mask singer or whatever they call him and I couldn't even know who the fuck oh the is. mask that is the I don't know <laughs> that is <laughs> it's like when I see that show the, when the, I see promos mask, for that show the mask I think I mean singer. and that show gets massive ratings I know but even even the voice and that, all that show the mask singer yeah I think it says everything you need to know about America I know the fact that it gets such huge ratings but it, to me, it was the same thing. It's with, so horrible. It was the same thing with the voice and all these other but, ones. But the mass singer, may, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't. If you told me, David, you're in charge of trolling the public and making the most moronic show you can possibly think of, I don't think I could think of something dumber than the mass singer. And it has millions and millions of viewers. So I'm sure they do. I see promos all the time. That is, I think. If anything represents the fall of our democracy, it's it's the mass fall singer. Our, no, it's the fall of our intellectual level, uh, coming to the lowest common denominator for sure. How people can sit in front of the TV. If you watch it. the mass singer, don't listen to us. Just 
you should probably. I, 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 never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. Politically incorrect, maybe. All right, guys. Well, no, that's all we have for today. Uh, before David <laughs> pushes through his If you, if you his watch mouth. The Masked Singer, they should, they should, I think it should be a secret project um, that they say, okay, we're going to find out all the viewers of The Masked Singer, and then all these people, you are no longer allowed to vote in elections. I'm sorry. You have been <laughs> removed from eligibility. Okay. No, even with a fake ballot. Okay, um, that's all we have for today. We'll be back next week. I think next week is kind of funky because we have New Year's... No, I'm sorry, New Year's. Uh, Christmas Eve on Thursday, I think. So um, we'll see what we do in the next couple of weeks because it's the same thing for New Year's. I wanted to do like a recap show of our highlights of the year, which is always kind of fun. Even though this year has been so fucking low lights. lots of highlights. This year. Yeah, this year has been a lot of highlights. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll think about it. Um, that's uh, that's it again. And uh, please share this show or any portions of it with um, any friend. Uh, we're actually increasing our, our subscribers. We're nothing. We're looking only for a thousand true fans, to be honest. And we already are at 870 something or almost 900 subscribers. I expect to reach the millennium. <laughs> the thousand uh before the end of the year but um we're growing you know it's just uh we we subscribing is a little different um a, a lot of people i know are watching sections because i see the the, the stats but um either way just uh share it with somebody if you like it if not um appreciate your uh watching okay um that's it for today missing david all right we'll have a great uh weekend and uh we'll talk next week bye-bye